Today I'm talking with Susan Poland from True Radiance. Susan joined us a few episodes ago talking about unpacking dreams and family trauma, episode number 77. Uh, so today Susan is joining us again to talk about the new program that she's releasing uh, called Ways of the Soul. Always love to have Susan on here. The work that she does is very beautiful and very important, and I'm honored to be a platform for her to share that. Hope you enjoy the show. We'll see you on the other side. But first, a message from our sponsor. Anamkara is a gorgeous meditation and healing center offering daily in-person and virtual services to help bring you back to the center of who you truly are. They serve through a collective of practitioners, healers, and teachers, offering daily meditation classes, one-on-one healing sessions, workshops, personal ceremonies, and private events, plus corporate and team training, all with mindfulness at the core. The center itself is located in the heart of downtown Spokane. Every part of it was built, designed, and curated for you to drop into your calm place. They have a large community space for daily meditation classes and workshops, as well as two one-on-one healing rooms, a community kitchen to gather for tea, plus a well-stocked apothecary for you to gather all of your self-care and ritual needs. Hannah Talbot, the owner and founder of Anamkara, dreamed of opening this space for years. It is her ultimate manifestation, and she cannot wait to share it with those in the Spokane community, but also through the virtual ethers, wherever you may be. Pop in for a class today. You can follow them on Instagram to book and stay up to date. Check out the website, the full schedule, meet the practitioners, and view all the offerings. Visit them at anamkarahealing.center. Anamkara, may you be nourished and ignited. And now an uninterrupted podcast with Susan Pullen. Right, welcome back to our show. Uh, today, I have a returning guest on, uh, Miss Susan Pullen. Uh, Susan joined us about well, two months ago, uh, episode 77, uh, where we were talking about unpacking dreams and family trauma. Uh, Susan uh, runs a uh, healing facility in Edmonds called True Radiance. Um, and we had such a beautiful conversation last time you were on. We talked about family constellations, which was a new concept to me. Uh, but as soon as you started talking about it, it was like, oh, yeah, get it. Okay. Just didn't know that word was that, that combination of words was what that meant. But that's, I love that. Um, and that's something that stuck with me a lot since our conversation. I've, I've done a lot of research into it. I've, I've had a lot of people approach me about family constellations. So it lands with people. It's one of those concepts. It's like, oh, yes, that's the words that I need to put to this so I can start to unpack this stuff. Um, so Susan reached out to me and has a new program that she's, uh, launching in May, right? End of May. That's right. And, uh, and so very excited to be a platform for her to share this new uh, program and to kind of ask some questions about it so we can all get a little bit more clarity. Uh, but the, uh, the course is called ways of the soul, uh, personal and family soul healing. And it is a, uh, elongated course, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and it seems like, I mean, I was reading through the bullet points, reading through all the context that you sent me earlier, and it sounds amazing. And for many, many reasons, but for one reason that I love the most is that it's for everybody. You can, uh, you can take this course and use it for yourself and just self heal. You can take this course and use it as tools that you can now help your clients with. And so it's that multifaceted, one way or the other, you're getting help. You're helping yourself, you're helping others, and it's, that's what I love. So, uh, Susan, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to talk with you again. Thanks so much for having me, Adam. Yeah. So, what, um, so I know the last time that we talked, you said that you'd been kind of working on this. Um, and so tell us about this beautiful package that you've kind of created for us. Thank you. So, yeah, like you said, it's both for uh, individuals who want to be able to like facilitate their own healing um, and for people who feel drawn to be 
professionally uh, support others in their in their healing in their growth and i feel like it's a it's an area that we don't have a lot of opportunities to work with healing in this way in our culture we have we have doctors for the physical we have therapists for the emotional you know uh, that kind of thing but this is this is a little bit different uh, because it's working, so I talk about it as being soul healing. Mm. And um, let me uh, articulate that a little bit better. So some people say, well, how could anything be wrong with my soul? And, and for me, I think of it in terms of the old idea that we have at least two divine aspects within us. We have our spirit and our soul. And that our spirit or our higher self is, you might say, always perfect, right? It's, it's um, and at one with the divine, connected to everything, and doesn't need anything from us. Uh, but our soul grows through experience, sometimes difficult experience, and our soul can carry wounds both from our family history and from, you might say, our personal history. And soul grows through fragmenting and reintegrating. Mm. So that soul healing process is about um, releasing what doesn't really belong to me, which I think boils down to stories of separation. Right, right? and really integrating uh, all the parts of myself so that I can really like be fully myself and feel comfortable in my skin mm. and like I'm fully engaged in my life. Yeah. Mm. So it's inter- I love the way you just described the soul and the spirit um, in, 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 you know, just uh, my open brain that I'm looking at this right with right now, uh, you know, correct me and then let me know if I'm wrong in this misgiving uh, or this explanation, but it sounds like, you know, the, the spirit is that thing that incarnates with us all the time. It always knows that, you know, like we'll be okay. Like one way or the other, we're going to learn our lessons. We're going to, we're going to make it through this life and we're going to incarnate into another one and we'll take those lessons. And it sounds like the soul is one of those things that stays within our humanness that goes from generation to generation, incarnation and incarnation and learns the lessons as the human. Yes. Okay, beautiful. I yeah. love that. And so I also think about it, like sometimes people talk about, we could talk kind of high level about, well, the purpose of our life is is love, hmm. say. That's a spirit perspective, Okay. right? Yeah. We're all one. That's a spirit perspective. Uh, soul, we come with particular gifts. We come with particular ways that we're threaded, hmm. that... Um, particular ways that we are designed to give and contribute and like you said lessons you know particular things that we're here to master or Mm. to learn ways that we intend to grow in this life and it is and it has a particular style and it is it is uniquely ours in this lifetime beautiful yeah all right I love that okay and that you know that that adds a lot of clarity to me because it seems like you know, I've, I've heard the, the beautiful words before that, you know, we're born with the perfect amount of light and mm. we're, we're constantly trying to 
enhance that light, you know, so we keep buying things and amassing stuff and we put that on the light, but we're dimming the light. We're not brightening the light. And once we realize that we start to take the stuff away and that light starts to shine again, that true self, that, yeah. that, that capital S self, right? The yes. Atman, if you want. And, uh, and, but you know, the soul is here to learn. The soul is here to learn because the spirit already knows. Yes. The spirit knows. That's right. It's like, we got That's this. Right. You're going to yeah. learn, you're going to fall on your face. You're going to get dragged around in the mud, but you're going to be just fine. And that soul is like, are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Are we playing this game together? <laughs> <laughs> right. Because I feel kind of alone and right. abandoned and lost. <laughs> yeah. All right. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. Yep. Um, one other thing that you mentioned, uh, fragmented soul. Yes. Okay. And I know this is a layer of the um, the, the course that you're working towards, uh, that kind of like the, the fragmented soul, reestablishing the soul. Yes. And the way that you just spoke about it was that it's the soul's journey to, to separate and re- regroup. Yes. And that's, I love that because when I first started my, my, my personal healing journey, the, uh, the spiritual mentor that I still work with today told me that, you know, through, you know, our conversations and the work that she did with me, that my soul had been fragmented and I'd left pieces here and there, whether it was experiences I had trauma I received. And, uh, and for me, I was like, Oh my God, I messed up. I left my soul. I blew my soul up. Like, what the hell? You know, it's like, yeah, let's get that beans back. Like, let's go on a journey now. She's like, no, you're not ready. You know, and it's that thing that, and, and from you explaining that, that because when I do put my soul back, when those pieces that I have found, it feels like, like, not just I'm, I'm whole again, but there was a purpose. There was a mission. Yes. For that soul to fragment and to stay gone as long, but for me to notice it was gone and say, hey, we're coming back together. And take that lesson that you learned from the trauma that you experienced, whether it was an overdose, where it was whatever it was. Let's get that bad boy back in here because it, it now knows and it can help you. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And uh, that's, I think it's really easy for us to, we're so shame fixated in our culture and um, perfectionism focused. And mm. I think it's really easy for us to tell that I did it wrong story um, instead of the this was all part of, you know, what I'm here to integrate and to learn and right. to, you know, the way that I came to expand. Mm, I love that. Yeah. There's a, a client that I work with now, and this is a, 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 a message I've been trying to give myself for a long time now. And, and it doesn't always work. <clears throat> and the person that I told this to uh, looked at me like I was an idiot. And, uh, like I was like a, one of those, like just hopeful, you know, blind idiots, you know, I'm like, okay, that's fine. But this is everybody's journey. Right. But the, the concept that I've, that I've been working through is that, you know, with, uh, talking about reincarnation and our soul and our, and our spirit's purpose is that when I, when I'm in this life now and I, and I find myself in whatever shit that I found myself in, right. Whether it's self-induced or just a situation I found myself in, like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Uh -huh. There's a part of me now that 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 thinks about my higher self in that moment of creating this life and putting these what we might consider roadblocks in our ways. Yes. And in but knowing that it's going to be okay, knowing that I'll figure it out. Not necessarily that I'll conquer you know this thing in front of me. Like I'm going to just move my way through it. No, maybe I'll fail in a, in a way. But I learned through that failure, and so then that failure doesn't become a failure. It's that ten thousandth attempt at success, right? And then we're just learning. And so I love that idea, but it is one of those pie in the sky ideas like, oh, everything's going to work out. But really, truly, I feel like it is. And it doesn't mean it's going to work to my favor. 
per se, like I'm going to get a million dollars. Maybe I lose a million dollars, but through that loss of a million dollars, I figure out who I truly am and realize I don't fucking need that money anyways. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's that beautiful, just like everything's working the way it's supposed to. Like we just get out of the way of life and understand that, you know, it's going to go up and down, but we're, we're here to hold on and figure it out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right on. I, I, there's so much grace in that. Um, and I think it, you know, it allows us so much room with ourselves. Mm. Like there's a lot of self-compassion, self-acceptance, I think in that, um, approach to life. Mm. And, and it's not, the messaging that the dominant culture gives us. So I think, I mean, that's, again, is part of why I love offering this program mm -hmm. is because <laughs> now I have more emissaries going out into this world with, <laughs> with this kind of attitude yeah. of, um, you know, it wasn't wrong. Whatever you did, however you got through it, it wasn't wrong. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and, and how do you continue to expand into life from that yeah. because our immediate reaction is just to shut down and withdraw and yep yeah it's like i failed uh screw it and i've done it again mm -hmm. you know and then we just go into our shell and our stories of of scarcity of woe of i'm not good enough of yeah. why why the hell should i be the person that does the thing and then we just get trapped there yeah right? yeah yeah so this program sounds like it's something that can help both the person in that trouble but also the person helping the person in that trouble yes right on so where did, uh, where, when did you start like amassing this? Is this like through the years that you've been working as a healer and working in these, uh, in the healing arts, life coaching, that all these things started to make sense to you and you're like, okay, that, that, this, that, okay, I'm seeing themes here. Okay. We got this program. Boom. Yep. That's, that's exactly right, oh, Adam. Yeah. I, um, so I started studying, um, like alternative healing in 90, uh, 92. Okay. And, um, so, and since then I've studied energy healing and life coaching and creativity coaching. And, um, I have all of these modalities under my belt, but really there's, there's this kind of core thread of, um, of tools that it's sort of that 80, 20 <laughs> principle, uh -huh. like I, 20% of what I've learned, I use 80% of the time. Right. Yeah. So, so that's what I put in the, in the program, Okay. you know, like oh. these are the core ideas that will transform someone's life. Yeah. All right. And so through, um, through like the bullet points that I was reading through your, your program. So people that are drawn to this, like, so what is the, what is the core group of people that you're looking for that will either benefit personally from this or from their, their clientele that, that would benefit? Yeah. So people who are really, um, interested in getting at that, that deeper layer that, um, that emotional, ancestral, uh, energetic, you know, kind of spiritual root cause of um, whatever trouble people feel like they're in. And that could be physical symptoms. Mm -hmm. It could be an emotional pattern like depression or anxiety. It could be a shame. Uh, it could be a fear that came out of nowhere. Um, it could be a relationship pattern. Um, you know, I keep getting into this pattern of like betrayal or abandonment or, um, yeah, or, uh, or it could be my relationship with money, with, um, with success. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, for me, that last one that you said is a lot of the clients that I see right now. Cause I work, I, I work with a lot of healers also mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, um, and the, the knowing of one's worth and being yes. able to, to, yes. to stand up and say like, no, I'm worth this. Right? Yes. That's really hard for a lot of us. Uh, that confidence of knowing that you have, you have worth in what you have to offer. Yes. Right? And that's, I mean, and that's everybody and you know, every single person, like my kids, I'm talking with that to that about them. You know, it's like we have this over kind of like this overarching almost cloud that doesn't allow us to step into our authenticity because we're afraid we're going to be showboaty or like, look at me, my ego, but nobody can be you like you. <laughs> like, you're the best you that can possibly ever have been imagined. Be the fullest you you can be. But yeah. that takes courage. It that does. Takes a lot of courage. It does. And, and so those are the people that I love to work with because, well, and the people that tend to find me, you mm. know, they're not the people that are big on the ego trip. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're the people who are more like, you know, I'm afraid to do anything because I don't want to cause harm. Yes. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's a lot of the people that come to the program are, um, they really, they want to support others. They, you know, they want to support themselves too. Mm. Um, and they, they want to be really respectful. They want to be confident, but not too confident, you know? Yeah, right. Where's the balance? Where's <laughs> right. the line that maybe I could hide behind the right. line, but I'm still right at the line. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and how can I be authentic mm. in, in bringing what I can bring in here to me, there's that soul piece that comes in again, because a lot of us think about, well, I'm here maybe to give in these certain ways. I, I have these, um, I have these talents. I have these spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. I'm really intuitive. I'm a, you know, a hands-on healer, um, that kind of thing. And, and we get kind of focused on the giving part and we miss the other half of that, <laughs> that equation, which is the receiving yeah. and that our soul actually has agreements with people. Yes. For us to help them and support them in certain ways and also for them to give back to us financially and, and in other ways too. Yeah. That's a beautiful statement. There's a, the, the very first time that I met somebody out of the complete blue that I looked at that human being and was like, holy hell, where the hell have you been? I <laughs> didn't know I was looking for you, but I just found you. And she's like a sister to me now. And we were, she was interviewing at the yoga studio that I was, that I was currently teaching at and for a massage therapy uh, therapist position. And, uh, and she just finished and she was walking out and I was walking in to take class, having my own conversation, had no idea who Colleen was. She had no idea who Adam was. And we literally passed each other and both stopped the conversation, looked at each other in the eyes and was like, oh my God, where the hell have you been? Mm. You know, and mm. we've been brother and sister since. Like, I love that woman so much. She has such a big space in my heart. And it's, it's like you, you find that support that you never know you needed. Yes. And then it's right there, right? And yeah. that, so that, that to me is beautiful because she's my massage therapist and she can massage people like nobody's business. <laughs> like she's done things to my body that I didn't know needed to be done uh-huh. and have found such like physical and emotional releases. Mm. And so that, that explanation right there, just like it gives me goosebumps just thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, love that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we're meant to find specific people to help us on our healing journeys and to help others also. Yes. And in our, uh, and you know, we, we have this like soul commitment to, uh, 
to let people know that <laughs> that we're offering whatever work it is that mm. we do. So, you know, people worry about they don't want to be too salesy, and I totally get that. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't like the marketing thing, and sometimes they feel very reserved about um, letting people know what they do and how much they charge. Right. And that's, you know, yeah, I think we are here to to give and to receive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially as healers, we need to make sure that we're making time for ourselves. That too, absolutely, that, yeah. That is a big, and that's why I love that this is offered for healers and for, you know, for the layman, I guess. Because uh, we need that. We need our layers of healing. You know, I hit, I hit under the guise for so long of like, oh, I give sound baths, so I'm receiving at the same time. Mm, no, that yeah. doesn't work. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here to tell I mean, you. yes and. Yes and, exactly, exactly. <laughs> if you're doing three sound baths in a weekend, then probably yeah, not. But maybe right. everyone's <laughs> well you're doing all right yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what is uh so is this uh an in-person training is this an online training Little it's online both? training okay yep online training there are four components to it there's um so there's a every other wednesday evening I, you know i've done loads of training in mm. my time and i've done lots of weekend workshops and i've learned some great things had some great experiences but there's always that sense of like when the weekend is over now how do i actually do something with that in my life and oh now i'm trying to do it and i have all these questions and i'm really what was it they said and i'm feeling kind of lost yeah so i i've structured the class based on how we actually learn which mm. is through repetition you know it's through frequent touches and not four day modules once a quarter. Right. So Just cramming and yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, every other Wednesday roughly we have some breaks, but mm. every other Wednesday evening and then once a month we have a longer weekend workshop one day a mm. month. And uh, and then there's a, a practice time with a partner or a small group. So I think it's really important um, to be, you know, getting to practice. Yes, most definitely. Being the facilitator, being the receiver. Um, working with different people, so your partner changes. And um, and then there's also office hours, which is, it's free, it's optional. I mean, it's not, it goes with the program, but it's, right. <laughs> it's optional. You don't have to come. You can come for five minutes. You can come for the hour and a half. It's nearly every week, all year long. And wow. people have access to it after the program ends. So it's a great community because I have people that, you know, graduated three years ago and they come with, you know, I've got this case and this is what I'm doing and what else should I be thinking about yeah. or remind me how you do that thing. And, uh, and we get to talk about that. And then it's also for them a review when people who are in the class now bring their questions and it's, it's just a very, um, loving community, I would yeah. say very supportive community. And, and that gift of community in and of itself, people really appreciate about the program. I can imagine that there's, it's, there's so much need for community and safe spaces right now. Yes. And when you have that combined with a learning aspect and, and being inquisitive and encouraging curiosity, that's beautiful, right? And that, because there's so much, like you said, there's so much that we learn and we are so hungry when we learn it. And then we go to action and it's like, oh shit. What was that thing again, Susan said? Right. Okay, right. wait. Okay, okay. Flag that. I get to see her on Wednesday. Cool. Uh -huh. I get to ask that question. And have all these other 12 people 
that can chime in and give me advice as well. Yes. You know, that, I think that's where the true learning comes from, right? Because there's, especially when we come to energy work, there's no real like manual for this stuff. Right. You know, we have ideas and we have understandings, but everybody has their different gifts. Yes. Right? right. And so what I can approach a client with, with the gifts that I have might be different than you, but we're still working towards the same thing. Yes. Right. And so when we can have that open dialogue, let's be curious together. Let's all talk about this case. You know, we'll keep names and, and details out of it, but yes. let's talk about this case and find the best way to help this human. Yes. Right? That's what we're trying to do is help the human. Yep. That's fantastic. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Uh, like you said, it's a max of 12 people. So it's a, it's a, um, it's a small, it's a small group. Mm. We get to know each other really well. That's beautiful. I like those small groups. Yeah. You know, sometimes we get lost in the mix if there's, you know, 15, 20, 25 people. I've, uh, and, and the openness. So a little bit about my past. When I, when I quit corporations, I went into teacher trainings for yoga and, uh, and I just finished my yoga teacher training. And so I was a very new teacher, but I, I got, uh, brought on as basically like the CFO of this company. And, uh, and once I got the books under on, in, in line, I was able to participate in the teacher trainings again. So whether it was sitting in or, or, or doing workshops, but that constant knowledge gain and just that openness, the open invitation for me to be a part of those, you're going to hear things you didn't hear the last time because somebody's asked, going to ask a question that nobody's asked before. So having that open community for people to continue to come back you, three years ago, that's fine. You graduated, you're part of the family. Come on back, right? Let's continue to learn. Let's continue to talk about this knowledge. That's, I think that's where that deep seatedness comes from because yeah. we become teachers of it also. And when we can teach the knowledge, that's a special way to, to gain that knowledge. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Right on. So with, uh, so with your course, um, so kind of outline, uh, you know, what it's going to look like, uh, what kind of modalities you're working with. I love the family constellations we'll get to in a moment. Yeah. Uh, but there's, a, there's just so many levels of unpacking that it seems like in a very beautiful way that one kind of leads to the next, it leads to the next. And we just kind of like find this beautiful way. So yeah, why don't we unpack the, uh, the, the, the training a little bit? Sure. So, uh, the first part of the course is, um, there's a lot of like what I consider fundamental. So it's, it's working with, like you said, each person has a particular way that, that their gifts come through them. And that's one of my goals with this work is that people find the way that they hold it and then it comes through them. So the first part of the course, we're talking about intuition. How does it work for you? Um, how can you trust it better? How can you have access to it on a more regular basis? Uh, how do you lean into the spiritual support that you have? Mm. What is that support? How do you connect with it? Right. You know, it's it's that kind of thing. Um, and that could be a whole course on itself. It, it, yes, just intuition. Well, <laughs> and it is. I do have a little course on that now online. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> side promotion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's understanding like the principles, and, and there are spiritual principles of of relationships, mm. I would say. And, and it applies to my relationship with myself, okay. my relationship with other people. And once I understand, and it's really a handful of things, once I understand those things, the news makes more sense. <laughs> my family make more sense. Yeah. I make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of information we start to layer in there. It's like, yeah, everything starts to connect a little bit differently. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and to me, there's just so much like beauty and hope in that. And it, it's, again, there's that compassion with ourselves, with other people, mm. because you start to see, okay, this is not 
like crazy and it's not just that the person is bad. There's so much that comes from love. And that sounds crazy, you know, watching the news or even looking at some of our family members. But if we think about love as on one level, in, in love, through love, we say, I'll be like you. This is where, you know, we have, there's that old adage about becoming my parents, right? Uh, (laughs) Which is, it's funny because it's true. It is, it is. (laughs) So, so there's this sort of level of consciousness with love that says, I'll do it like you. Sometimes it says, I'll follow you. Mm, Okay. Even to someone who died. Okay. Right? Even though we're still alive, we're not fully in life. Ah. Right. I'll follow you. Hmm. Um, sometimes it says, I'll remember you, I'll include you. So maybe there was someone in the family who was excluded, who was forgotten, right. something in the family that became a secret. Um, someone in our family who was a perpetrator, and we get energetically connected with the victim. Hmm. Okay. Or vice versa. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's, ooh, that's an interesting one. So just a, a small little, little tidbit about my past. Um, the, uh, so not blood related by any means, but married into the family. Uh, Terry Nichols, if that name rings a bell, he was one of the Oklahoma City bombers, mm. uh, was married into my mom's side of the family uh, when that incident occurred. Wow. And a lot of my family lived in Michigan at that time, farmers and all that stuff. And all their farms got raided by the FBI. Mm. And, you know, just, they were checking, right? And so that's that concept of that trauma being kind of like attached through is very interesting because I've always wondered myself about like, because I never met Terry. He was yeah. like Uncle Terry or anything. Yeah. I just, yeah. He was in the family. But all those people that affect that were affected by that, whether directly affected or the, the, the spider web that goes out from the effectiveness. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's been a thing inside of me of like, I don't know what to do if I should do anything with that. Yeah. I don't know if I'm, obviously I'm not responsible for that energy, but now that I'm in this, uh, you know, a little more understanding of my constitution as a human and and more of, you know, working towards healing that, that kind of is lying underneath the, the surface of like, is there something I need to do about this? You know, whether it's my own personal healing around it or should, you know, reaching out to family members or I don't know what it is, but that's interesting. I love, I, that's a very interesting concept to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so like what you're talking about, first of all, is a great example of, I mean, it's a harrowing example of uh, collective trauma right? Yeah. too, which also, again, it, it can impact our health, our emotional health, our relationships, our money. Yeah. So, and I'll just give you, I'm not saying that this is true for you, but I'm just going to kind of make an example mm-hmm. here if that's okay. Please. Um, so if I'm, if I'm energetically connected with say the victims of a bombing, mm-hmm then I will have a hard time holding on to money. Okay. Because, because there's a way in which, um, again, it, com- it comes to that, that level of blind love that says, I will remember you hmm. by, by losing everything. You lost everything, I will lose everything. Mm, okay. Wow. Yeah. That's really interesting. I had a, I had a spiritual medium a long time ago tell me that, that my, one of my 
uh, struggles in this this world is going to be with money. Hmm. And I'm constantly going to struggle with money. And that's not like I'll never not have it, but I'll never have that. But my, my, my purpose is not to have enough to be comfortable and just to be stable. There's uh-huh. always going to be a struggle with money in this, in this incarnation for me. So I wonder if that's something that kind of like is tied into something like that, you know, where there's like that ancestral trauma that's been carried over from generation to generation, you know. Yeah, it could be, except that I actually, I mean, people change those patterns in right. the work that I do with them. Yeah, that's and that's that's one of the things I love about what you're doing is like we stop this stuff. Right. We identify it. We see it, and we say, okay, we're done. We're we're fed up with this. Right. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for getting us this far with this trauma. Maybe it served a purpose, but we're not. We're gonna stop it now, and we're gonna heal moving forward, so we can create this new beautiful family constellation that's full of love and acceptance. Yeah, because like you said, that that trauma, those patterns, they repeat through generations, right? right? Things like depression, addiction, um, even, you know, getting into bad relationships. We see it through generations and we have an opportunity and an invitation to, like you said, break that cycle Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't continue with, you know, even if I don't have kids, like I'm an auntie, I don't have kids of my own, but still the work that I do, it ripples forward. It, it keeps that, um, perpetuating cycle Mm. from rolling forward through the generations. And when I do my work, it also ripples back through the generations. So I don't do it to fix my grandmother or my father or anything like that. I do it for myself. And when I do, that ripples out. And and for me, that is the way that I can be a, a force for good in this crazy world yes. right now. <laughs> and that's why I think this program is important. Yeah. So important right now because I... I can't work with that many people at a time, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I have a wait list. There's so much need here. There is. There's so much need. Yeah. And so the people who feel called to it, I think, you know, that now is the time. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it's such a beautiful point you just made. You know, we, we hear a lot of people, politicians of whatever, from whatever country, whatever nationality, talking about changing the world and improving the world. And then, you know, we see nefarious shit being done by these same politicians. And... So, you know, the, 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 the lineage that I like to follow with this whole adage is, okay, so we want to change the world. Okay, so start, so boil it down, right? So we start with the world. Okay, so let's go to the nation. Okay, from the nation, we go to the state. From the state, we go to the city. From the city, the community, the community, the household, the household, the human being. Mm-hmm. You be the impetus of that change because what you just said, when you start to change yourself and you start to work on yourself, it ripples out. Right. But if we have people up here being like, save the world, save the world. And then they're going to go kick the dog and like beat yes. their kids. It's like, what the hell is that? Yeah. And what, what kind of world are we talking about here? Because mm-hmm. clearly we're in different realms with this. So work on you. And I think that's one of the biggest problems I have in general with broad brush stroked government politics, all this stuff is that like there doesn't seem to be any self work that's being done. Yeah. It's just like you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. Well, let's look at us right? because it all starts here. Like I, I used to be one of those, like I got my shit figured out. All y'all are fucked up until I finally took a deep breath and looked inside and was like, Nope, it's wrong. I'm the one that's messed up. You know, you guys might have some stuff to work on, but that's not for me to tell you. I'm going to come over here and work on me for a little bit. Yeah. 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 Uh, so with, uh, so with the, the individual, right? So we start to work on ourselves. We get that seven generational idea, the mm-hmm. seven generations in the future, healing center, seven generations in the past. 
Um, so once we start to work on ourselves, like, so where does this, where does this layer start to, to go from there? So, well, and then I think it ripples out to, like you said, the, you know, the community and, and the nation and, you know, the collective, that collective, collective level. Yeah. 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 But, I, you know, uh, we have this idea, I'm thinking of racism, yes. racial inequities in our country. We've been tr trying to do, well, some of us have been trying to do something with this for how many decades, right? Too many to count. And, and I talked to some people who were like, well, we just need enough of the old people to die. And then, <laughs> and then you know, we'll magically have this change in consciousness. And just from everything I know about people, I don't see that yeah. happening. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good way to look at it. But it's, uh, there's, a little, there's some fault in that. Right. Yeah. Because we have this tendency, especially, you know, what we exclude in my coach training, what we resist persists, mm. right? What gets excluded in our family gets repeated. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we have mentioned this before we hit record, but you know, when we have these family traumas, they, and they don't get observed and don't get worked on. They become traditions. Yes. And because they get passed down of how to handle situations, scream at people, how to handle money, spend it all. Right. You know, and then that tradition, if not, again, not checked, becomes culture. And then all of a sudden we're stuck in this culture of this is the way that we look at life. This is the way we approach life. We're afraid of our neighbors because they have what we don't have. I got to have all the things. We're in a win-loss society right now. Yes. Right? For yeah. somebody to win, somebody has to lose. There's no infinite game that we're playing. Yeah. You know, so having that, that the time, I mean, that's one part of it. Having the time, having the courage to see something that you're just done with and say, I'm going to stop this. Yeah. I'm going to stop it right here. And having the tools because, mm. because it's not, I mean, we need more than the awareness here. Yeah. 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 We need, that's something that I didn't realize when I first started this journey. Like if I would have met you 12 years ago, we'd probably be best friends right now. And like, we'd see each other all the time. <laughs> we're because, not best friends. Or, or, yeah, we're best friends. Yeah, we're best friends. Christmas card lists, all that stuff. But you know, for the longest time, I didn't think I needed a teacher. Mm. I was like, I'll figure this out. There's books, there's podcasts now, there's YouTube. We'll figure this out. And what I realized about myself is that I will just consume till the end of consumption. Mm. Like there is no stopping the consumption that I have. And with that ravenous consumption, there was no time to integrate. I was just going from book to book, to book, to book, to book, from concept to concept, from, you know, little bits and pieces landed here and there. And it made sense at the time. But now I look back at these volumes of books behind me and I'm like, I can maybe tell you what two of them said mm -hmm. because I wasn't present enough. I was just trying to devour the knowledge, just trying to like, again, quiet my trauma with, with information, but not really actioning that information, not having a teacher to say, Hey, Adam, you've had enough information for now. Marinate on what you got or, Hey, you know what? You're doing great with this information you got. Here's another layer. Mm -hmm. But that's the beauty of a teacher. They know when to hit the gas or hit the brakes. Right. Yes. That's, what, that's you know, the, the job of you right? Yes. to know like, hey, you're doing great over here, Susie. Jeff, you need to spend a little bit more time on this concept. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Nobody's doing wrong. Right. We're just we're learning at different paces. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So with uh, with your with your program and with the small group size, which is beautiful, like, again, need that small group size. Um, some of the stuff that 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 I think that I get confused on. Uh, at least in the beginning of my journey, but you know, stuff that I want to kind of unpack with you is, um, 
addressing emotional, ancestral, and spiritual origins of disease. Yes. And that, again, it kind of, you know, threads along with what we've been talking about already, but the, uh, the ancestral side, I think a lot of us get confused when we start to talk about like our ancestors or our spirit guides or, mm. you know, these, these entities that kind of like are there to support us, mm-hmm. um, that with the ancestors have physically lived at one point in time, you know, yes. um, but you know, how these, these beings or how these energies kind of help us to one, understand what we're working on, but also how to like literally have them help us. Yes. To, to unpack some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So so let's talk about ancestors yeah. for a minute here. So um, obviously, yes, they, they came before us. And we carry still some of their DNA, right? And the, the genetic imprint also of, in some cases, their trauma and their resilience. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we carry the way that they coped the way that they survived whatever they survived. And so from naturopathic medicine, my husband's a naturopath. So there's this teaching that we are, as people, we are self-healing and self-regulating when we create the conditions for health. Mm, And for me, one of those conditions of health is this family system, you know, collective system piece. Um, But... um, but systems, family systems also are self-regulating and self-healing. And what that means is when something is, is unhealed in the family history, when there's, there's a loss, there's a, an intense grief that's doesn't, it's not processed. You know, there's the stillborn child that's not spoken about, um, when something is too much, I mean, trauma is, it's too much to right. be processed. War, um, immigration under difficult circumstances, uh, suicide, um, genocide. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's too much for a previous generation to process, the, the effects of that, the emotions, the, the fears, the beliefs from that, roll down to the next generation. And this is, it sounds sort of, people feel like, well, my ancestors have just dumped all their burdens on me. And it's, that's really not it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because they probably didn't even know, right? No, they didn't know. And they didn't have the resources at the time. But also, there's, this is part of, you might say, the grand design for how healing happens. And, and I believe that our souls take this up, you know, intentionally, yes. uh, that we're here intentionally, we're here in this system intentionally. Um, so it could be that the way we are, the way that past, um, you know, unhealed gets expressed through us is again, a physical symptom, an emotional pattern, a relationship pattern, issues with money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it feels very personal. And of course, our culture is all about the individual. We're like obsessed with <laughs> this mythology of the individual. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> this like cowboy mentality, yeah. right? And I happen to think that all of us who are here in this country are on a soul level, working the themes of independence and interdependence and interrelatedness. Anyway, side note. Um, 
but uh, our ancestors, so, so we're energetically connected to some of those ancestors, mm-hmm. not every ancestor who had a hard time. Um, and, and I carry it differently from my sister. I carry it differently from my cousins. Uh, it's one of the things that you, you see even in a family across multiple siblings. Some might feel, you might say, a little more burdened. Some have a little harder time than others okay. in different ways, right? So, so my ancestors, those, that unhealed aspect, I carry it. And it shows up in my life and it shows up like it's mine, it shows up like it's personal. Right. And then, as you said, we also have all of these healed ancestors. We have these ancestors who have had an opportunity to cross over to the other side to do, I believe, a lot of personal healing in that process, mm-hmm. in you know, some self-evaluation and <laughs> a lot of growth um, on the other side. And and who are now in a position to be a source of unconditional love and strength for us, and who are really cheering us on. But because, again, our culture is, we're so self-focused yeah. and, and maybe nuclear family-focused. Right. If that. If that, yeah, totally. <laughs> there's a, so there's a lot with that that I love. Um, the, uh, the the healing that you talked about, you know, because I, I think about this a lot and I've had a few conversations about this idea and it's, you know, like this generation that we're in, let's say from maybe about the 2000s and forward, you know, maybe mid 90s ish somewhere in there, but we still had wars going on in the 90s. We had the Gulf War, we had stuff like that going on, but this is the first time in our, in, in, in humanity in a long time where we haven't had a lot of world skirmishes right i mean yes there's school shootings there's still bad shit happening right but we're in a place now where for the again there's parts of the world that are still struggling a lot right? absolutely there's a big portion of the world that has food has water has shelter has amenities has and even at whatever varying levels right um but it, it looks like this is that first generation that we've all been able to actually find an opportunity to explore healing because we're not constantly thinking about like the Cold War, the Vietnam War, or you know whatever is going on in the world. You know we have this this again. Not everything's perfect. We're still working through a lot of shit, but we're having this opportunity to where we can start to work on ourselves. Because you know for for a lot of us, healing is 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 a commodity, right? We not a lot of people have time to heal. Not mm. a lot of people have the the energy to heal. Yeah. If you're going from job to job to job to job just to survive, then this you know, healing doesn't really fit into your schedule. Yes. But having this understanding that this generation is now setting up the idea that this is important for us mm-hmm. and that starts to bleed through these next generations to come that even though, um, that this is the way that I'm approaching life, there's a different way to do it. Right. I can, I can find a different way to heal. I can find a different way to do this with myself. Yes. And, and that I think opens up a lot of opportunities for people that might not have thought that one, maybe they were injured in some way. They've gone through a trauma. Maybe you haven't understood their traumas or didn't think they, they had the time or the deservingness to unpack what's going on with them. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is, um, kind of like what you were saying before, there's a way in which, 
um, our trauma history, and I include our family and our personal trauma in that, our trauma history, it feels like identity, right? It feels mm-hmm. like this is just how I am. Right, yeah. And and that's not true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, I've <laughs> held true to that adage for a long time. I guess this is how I am. I'm just an asshole. You're right. I'm just going to fly off the handle with people. That's just me. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. There's something under there that's triggering that. Right? Yeah. And we find out what that trigger is, and we start to do some work on it. And then eventually it softens and we can find, you know, find peace with whatever we're working through. Yes. Yeah. With, uh, so with, uh, the ancestral side and that the spiritual side. So having that, that, that energetic, I call it my spiritual family. Yes. I decided that they just love feeling the support of my family. Yeah. And I know how supportive my personal, my real family is my, my physical family. So having that emotional support, just feeling like it's always pushing me forward or catching me if I fall, mm-hmm. you know, letting me learn my lessons by no means is it bubble wrapping me, you know, right. I'm still falling on my face at times, but, but it's needed. Right? Yes. And so, but you know, it's, it's also finding ways to learn the lesson from the perceived falling on the face. Yes. And I think that's a little bit of what, like the layers that you're adding into this program is that it's not a failure. Like, mm-hmm. We're all just trying and mm-hmm. we're succeeding in our own rights. Yes. You know, what may look like a failure right now, might, tomorrow might be like, oh my God, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and because now I've, it's brought to the surface something in me, a gift, a, a skill, a resource that I didn't know I had. Mm. And it's given me the gift of a compassion and an understanding perhaps mm. with other people who might be on a, you know, on the trail behind me. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the individual side you talked about, um, that we are obsessed with the individuals, like the self-made person. Yes. Um, and that's such a BS statement. Yeah. Simon Sinek actually was one of the first people that I heard that kind of ripped apart that whole thing. And it was like, you know, okay, self-made, self-made man, right? That's the adage we talk about self-made man. Okay. So you've never got, nobody ever gave you a chance. Nobody ever like said, Hey, you need $5 for, for gas today. Nobody ever said, Hey, do you need a place to sleep? Nobody ever made you a meal, right? Nobody is self-made. Mm-hmm. At all. Nobody mm-hmm. is self-made. We've all had some kind of support. And when we can identify that support, then we know that we can give others support. But if we keep this moniker of like, I made myself, so get out there and figure it out. Yeah. Pull yourself yeah. up by your bootstraps. By the bootstraps, yeah. right? No. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Those bootstraps are broken. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we all get help. And then to be able to understand and recognize that help gives us the empathy to turn that help around to somebody else. Yes. You know, like I had, uh, when I was early on in my restaurant career, I finally had somebody that mentored me and, and literally saw me. We had a conversation and he sat me down and said, I don't know what I see in this dirty ass hippie that sits across from me, <laughs> long hair tattooed guy, uh-huh. but there's something mm. and I want to help you develop it. Mm. Will you, will, will you let me work with you? Mm-hmm. And was like, holy shit. Like this is a boss that I barely know that said, Hey, look, look, kid. Let's figure this out together. And that was one of those first times that some random person took interest in me, helped me in a way that I never knew I could be helped, put me on a career path that I didn't know I even wanted, Uh and helped me find success. And that alone, that one experience changed my life and has allowed me to now be that person for other people. Yes. To let them like say, hey, look, dude, I don't know who's told you what, but you're fucking awesome. And we're going to figure this out together, right? You're driving the boat. I'm going to hold your hand. Right. This is all you, but like... We're going to do this and you're going to figure some cool shit out about yourself. That's right. That's right. Yep. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So for, um, so for somebody that's taking this course for themselves, what is your, what is your hope that they find? 
Well, so it could be healing on any of those levels I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Uh, and it, it's also, so I'm one of those people, and you probably are too, who is kind of a lifelong learner. Like I love to have the sense of like lifting the curtain and seeing the inner workings. Mm, yes. <laughs> and that is something that you get from this course is, is understanding those kind of deeper inner workings. Mm. And so in addition to just, you know, opportunities for your own healing and understanding yourself better, understanding the people around you better, uh, just understanding how things work. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you, I think we talked about intuition the last time we, we conversated and, um, and that's something that we all have. We yes. all have intuition, yep. whether it's an atrophied muscle or something we exercise every day, we yes. all got it, modicums of it of some sort. And that's one of the things that I loved about your work originally when I first heard about you was that your help with people finding their intuition. Mm-hmm. Because like when we find that it's not even a superpower because we all have it. Right? Mm-hmm. But when we find, because it seems like a superpower, once we discover it, we're like, holy crap, I have this this whole time. Yes. Oh my God. You know, it's, it's such a, it's such a game changer to know and feel how magical you are yes. because we are, we're magical creatures. We have so many gifts. I heard, uh, uh, Daniel Schmachtenberger, this brilliant guy I love to follow. He's basically said, he's like, you know, humans are gods. We have the ability to create. We mm-hmm. have the ability to destroy. We mm-hmm. can do all kinds of magical things, but we've just taken advantage of the fact of our magic. We've gotten used to it. And so it doesn't seem magical anymore. It's like, if you really look at the human being and what we're capable of, there's a lot of beauty, a lot of magic in there, even outside of what we're actually exercising. Yeah. So find the beauty inside of you. You know, I, I said this on the last podcast last week, but I love the old adage, uh, we're all, everybody is unique, but nobody's special. Yes. Like we all have unique qualities. Yes. We all have our reason that we're here. And those really awesome, weird, unique qualities that just you love. And then this weird way they fit together in this weird Susan shaped puzzle. That's right. And all of a sudden becomes your actualization moment. Yep. It's like our Dharma for being here. Yeah. You know, but, but leaning into the understanding that you're magical. Yep. You're worth it. You're fucking cool, right? You've got a lot to offer humanity. You're authentic as shit. Step into it because there's beauty behind what that offering is. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So helping people find that, that's such a beautiful thing. Um, Do you focus a a bit on intuition? That seems like... Absolutely. Okay. Yep, yep. And it's a a topic that we go into early because then it's... Because it is kind of foundational and... And people leave the course saying, oh, okay, now I wouldn't have said I was intuitive, but now I see that I am intuitive and I trust it Mm. and it's part of my life now. And there's such a sense of um, support and really safety in that. And, you know, like you said, it's not that I'm bubble wrapped. It's not that nothing bad ever happens. It's that I can handle it. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It's like I'm, I'm set up for this. Right. Whatever life throws at me, you know, we might, we have to dodge some things, might get knocked down every once in a while, but you have the tools yeah. and these are the tools that, that you're offering. Yeah. And yeah. that, you know, I think there, there needs to be more of this out there. There needs to be more tools that we can understand that we personally have like our breath, our, mm-hmm. our, our minds, right. Our meditation that we have, like there's, we're our own healers. We've just forgotten. Like mm-hmm. we, and it's so beautiful to have this this packaged course to be able to remind us 
Mm-hmm. Remember, you're magical. Remember, you have the ability. Remember, you can up and down regulate your own nervous system. Yes. It's all up to you. You can do it yourself. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Would, uh, do you have a, uh, uh, I know this is before this has even come out yet. You haven't even like gotten this in front of people, but uh, it seems like um, children could benefit immensely from something like this. You know, is there an age group that you're working like yes. with in the beginning and then maybe expanding as you kind of figure it out or? So, uh, so I work with adults yes. and, and that work with adults benefits children. Yes. The, the, um, some people ask me if I work with kids because they have kids who have, you know, emotional patterns and, and physical symptoms and, you know, all those things that we're talking about and, and they want their kids to be less burdened or, um, you know, have an easier time in life. And I don't work directly with kids because the, um, what we were talking about with that, that level of, you might say unconscious love or blind love, we call it sometimes, um, that is, that is developmentally appropriate for children. Mm, Okay. And, and so to, interfere with that directly uh would be more harm than good okay um but if i work with the parent or if the parent really you know integrates these principles then um then they're not passing on the generational uh you know all the stuff (laughs) (laughs) just the gifts just the good just the love right um and and so that's, and that will actually change the behavior, the health, the emotional health of, of a child in that family system. Oh, great. So, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, there's so much that we, you know, as children look to our parents and whether we consciously or unconsciously see it, you know, we're, we're taking that stuff in, right. you know, and, you know, for my example, my, my parents both work their asses off, not to say anybody else's does it, but my parents both worked like 90 hours a week, mm-hmm. you know, gone a lot. My dad was a coast to coast truck driver. So I'm like once, once every couple months or so. And in growing up, I remember just like hating that, like this sucks. My dad's gone all the time. I barely see my mom like this sucks. Uh, but what did I do when I got old, had kids and worked my ass off. Yeah. I worked and worked and worked and worked and abandoned my kids and basically dissolved the family before I realized what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, able to save the relationships with my kids and my, my, my ex, you know, we're friends now. But, um, but you know, we, we just unconsciously sometimes absorb these patterns and we don't realize it. And then all of a sudden it's like, why isn't life working? Yeah. My parents did this and they were fine. <laughs> were they really though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and sometimes it's like, like you said, I hated it that my parents did this. And yet here I, I am. Did it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we got to stop that stuff. Right. Yeah. And so giving that toolbox to somebody to say, okay, I recognize this pattern. Mm-hmm. I'm stopping this pattern. Yeah. Here's the tools to support me in the stopping of that pattern. Yep. Here's the community to support me in the stopping of that pattern. And now here is taking it home to the family. That's right. right. Oh, That's right. That. That's right. And, you know, if they want to work with supporting other people in that healing and growth, then, yeah, taking it to the community in that way, too. That's 
Amazing. So, what kind of uh, what kind of tools um, do you work with uh, in this uh, in this program for? So, I saw meditation, energy work, yep. cord cutting, which I love. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, soul retrieval work, which we were kind of talking about that before, with earlier. the reintegrating yeah. parts of yourself that get separated in difficult circumstances, mm-hmm. um, and then a, a lot of uh, family constellation work, and what I think of as inner constellation work, which is uh, more working with parts of myself. Um, uh, IFS is really popular right now, internal family systems. Okay. Um, so uh, some people have a kind of a sense from that. This is a little bit different, but it is, it is bringing more harmony to, and integration and a sense of wholeness to the, the parts of myself. Because, you know, sometimes there's this sense of like, okay, part of me <laughs> says, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. and meditate. Yeah. <laughs> and part of me is like, I'm going to sleep in yeah, as right. long as possible. <laughs> There's no way I'm getting up at 5 a.m., right? So sometimes we we feel like parts of ourselves are at cross purposes. Mm. Sometimes there is self-sabotage even that we can point to, like counterproductive I've set this goal. I've set this intention. Why am I doing the opposite? Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Why am I eating the donuts? Right. You know, <laughs> how did I get here? <laughs> and and so so there are some processes for for that kind of integration work, harmony within yourself, uh, and then um, yeah, family constellation work. So family constellation work is a way of first of all making visible. Uh, those energetic connections uh, between me and the family members that I'm repeating some aspect of their life, whether it's their sense of shame, um, their anxiety, uh, (laughs) how they lost all their money, um, you know, how their husband left them or died young or... um, Something like abortion is kind of a big topic right now, mm-hmm. absolutely generational yeah. and um, connected with miscarriages in in other generations yeah. and you know our our political and religious we don't see that right. as a as a generational um, trauma issue but um yeah. It's interesting to, to, to like put context to some of this and see the past, right? So family constellation trauma that could have happened is anybody that was, you know, anybody lived through the depression, anybody yes. that lived through uh, segregation, anybody yes. that lived through women's rights, right? the women's live movements, right? All this stuff that we've basically just you know, we've, we fought through, right. And we've, we've made some headway, right. We started a long ways to go with a lot of this stuff, but we made some headway, but now looking at where we're at now and looking forward with those same ideas and the definitions, you know, with the family constellation, now looking at trans, you know, LGBTQ rights, BIPOC rights, um, you know, the, the, the transgender bills that are, that are attempted to mm. be passed right now. And like all the trauma that's going to happen from these humans that now have to either, unwillingly conform to whatever the fuck that means or not be proud of who they are. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Not the authentic human being that they're meant to be right. You know, in the, in the indigenous cultures, they call people that are born with, um, you know, multiple sexualities, two spirits because you're a gift. 
Mm-hmm. You're a gift, and now you're gonna teach. You're gonna teach how to be a, an honorable feminine and masculine energy to all the kids growing up because you were gifted this understanding of both. Mm-hmm. Instead of now we're trying to pass these laws to say now you're fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. No, okay. So now it's it, you know in, in in a way, and I'm just like just just speaking off the top of my head. Is there a way that we can look at some of that trauma that's that we're gonna be like, oh, 15 years, oh man, this is gonna be some stuff we gotta unpack. Can we get in front of some of that stuff now? Now that we kind of have an understanding of like what causes and how to you know unravel some of that stuff? We can to some extent. Okay. Uh, there there are some ways to support um, ongoing trauma. Right. Um, and again, it's that trauma repeats. And so this thing that we keep repeating, this exclusion, mm-hmm. this, um, this atonement, you know, yeah. s- suffering on behalf of, to, to make up for someone else's wrong, um, this, uh, you know, giving and not receiving, where does that, what is that connected to in our family history and, and, or in our culture, in our community? in our organization. I mean, this, all of this applies to, uh, like a business or a, a group as well. Right. So, so tracing that and, and bringing the healing there that ripples forward. So we don't have to keep repeating the, I love Michael Mead. He's a local mm-hmm. mythologist, storyteller, and he talks about how the soul knows the pattern of initiation. If you think about initiation as separation, ordeal, return. And so we get into this pattern sometimes when we don't, when we don't do the return part, we don't do the coming back to our community being acknowledged as, oh, I see that you've been through something and you're different now. Wow. And, and these are the gifts that you've brought back for us in that journey, right? When we don't get that, com- that completion of the movement, mm-hmm. then we just keep repeating the ordeal. Wow. And that, that, oh man, that's, there's a lot with that for me because there's, you know, one, you have the trauma that we created that you're like, oh, I'm never going to be accepted again. I'm never going to be, you know, people never talk to me again because of what I've done. Mm-hmm. And then there's the trauma that we create that now we're ostracized, we're outed. Yes. And that we always can come back. We can always learn something, right? I hate the idea that we're identified by the worst thing we've ever done, mm-hmm. right? And that's so, that happens so much for people, you know, like, oh, let's say, um, you know, uh, uh, this guy, right? Uh, hey, this guy just came back into town. He's been gone for a long time. Oh, the guy that stole somebody's dog. Okay. That was like three years ago. Yes. Maybe he did that. That's fine. But this is a new person. Why are we going to hold people to that? You know, to the, the worst thing they've ever done, not let them grow, you know, have your, have your, 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 uh, your trepidations, right? Have your, your safety built in because maybe this person had wronged you before, but can we, can we open ourselves up to knowing that this person might've changed? Right. Knowing that they might have learned something from the thing that they've, they've done to you or to the situation and allow them to now integrate that that lesson into life instead of being fully known for that thing that you've done, mm-hmm. but you've learned from, mm-hmm. you know, and I think in society we have we have such an ability to just focus on the shit that people have done and not allow them to grow from it. And 
I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of that myself. I mean, I'm very hard up to accept somebody like Donald Trump. I think he's very, very toxic human being. But at the same time, like, I have to keep that same adage of like, people can change. Mm-hmm. People can't. Not expecting anybody to change. And by no means you need to change to my value system. Yeah. Like, that's another thing, right? But th- we need to have that opportunity. Opportunity to say, hey, come back and try again. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's let's figure out this together. Let's figure out what you've learned because you just went through a lot. There's an opportunity to learn from that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I think, it, you know, it's not just things that we might have quote unquote done wrong, um, but also difficult experiences that we've been through. Our culture, we don't so much of our inner work, just by definition, is not visible. Right. Right. And so so many of the ways that we are really deeply shaped and change are, um, are not acknowledged. And so like I think about, you know, clients I've had that have been through cancer and like gotten a tattoo or something like that. It's, there's, um, there's a way in which it, it creates that like external, um, v- not validation, but it's like, it's a sign, right? Mm-hmm. I've been through something and I'm back and I'm back again Yeah. in a, in a new way. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that's like that delineation. It's like, Hey, yes. this is my, this is, this is my, my, my shield. This is my thing that I've learned from, right? And this is the, the embracement that I've had from this journey that I've been on. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. <clears throat> Especially when those, those big traumatic moments, you know, to have something to like show the strength that you found, mm-hmm. you know, I have remembered tattooed on my fingers and, you know, that's one of those things for me. It's, I realize that I forget a lot and not just like, where are my keys? It's like, no, like I forgot the fact that I was a peaceful human being yesterday and everything worked out great. Mm-hmm. And today I'm like, where the fuck's everything? I have no thing. I have nothing and everything's unstable. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like, no, we, you are that, right. We have that. Right. So like having that thing to draw us back to that, whether it's a, a totem of some sort or just the remembrance that you've made progress. Yeah. Like so many clients that I have that I, that'll sit across from me and just, you know, th- th- this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem. And I'll just stop and say, okay, how long have we worked together? Two years. Okay, cool. Where were you at two years ago? Yeah. In a puddle, right? Yeah. In a crying puddle in a mess. Yeah. And now you're sitting upright, looking me in the eyes, talking about how you want to better yourself and the things you want to work on pat your fucking self on the yeah, back because yeah. that is a beautiful journey that you've just gone on. Right. We got to remember sometimes like how much we're doing. Like we're in the thick of it all the time that we forget like, oh, I'm at point B. Yes. Oh, point A was so far away. Yeah. Holy Christ. <laughs> 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 got to have that pat on the back sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We don't give ourselves enough credit. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one other thing you said that I love is supporting ongoing trauma. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, cause that's a lot of times I, I don't personally think about those, those traumatic moments where we can't remove ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's a workplace, right? Workplace, um, uh, atmospheres that we have that even in the most healthy work environments, they can be very traumatic because we're under somebody else's guise, right? We're not free of our own free will. We have to answer to somebody. And sometimes that just sucks, right? Um, sometimes we're in a family relationship where we're experiencing abuse that we can't remove ourselves from, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so having that support to say, you know, like this is okay, you're going through it. Right. But here's your support because you're going to make it. 
right? Don't know when, don't know how, but you're going to make it. Mm -hmm. And here's your support system to work through that. Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. that's a, that's a very important thing that I don't think, you know, that personally, I didn't really think about, you know, that ongoing trauma support. Um, do you feel that, I mean, is that something that you've kind of practiced as that one of those pieces that you saw that has kind of worked through your practice that you wanted to make sure to integrate into this program that you're putting out there? Yeah, I think it's something that has made a difference for me and made a huge difference for my clients. Mm. And so to be clear, you know, I'm not a trauma therapist right. um, and I'm not, I'm not teaching trauma therapy. Um, and we have so much support available to us that we, you know, we, we miss, we don't trust it. We don't call on it. We don't ask for it. We don't receive it. Um, you know, there's, there's a family connection too, often with that, that bootstraps, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. um, story that sometimes we learn, uh, from our family. Um, I don't get to have needs. Mm. We learn it's not safe to ask. We learn if I take something, uh, you know, if I receive something, it will be a burden because of the strings attached and the expectations that come with it. Wow. And so, like, those are, those are all dynamics where we're going to push away or put on the Teflon coating <laughs> When anybody tries to give us anything. Uh -huh. God, I think you just, you just unpacked all the, the voices in my head. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, everything you just said was, I mean, those are, those are things that I feel that, and it's so funny because I feel them, but if anybody ever asked me those similar questions, I would say, no, you're deserving. Like right. ask the question, right. get the thing, right. you know, find the answer. But to me, I'm just cowering in the corner like, oh, it's fine. I'll just make it. I'll make it work. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. Totally, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I think, you know, that a lot of that comes back to that importance of the human. Right. You know, we we need to realize that that you're you matter. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of funny because there's you know, we talked about the individualisticness earlier. But, you know, and then there is that 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 I am the person. But then there's also the people that are like. I'm not, and I don't mm -hmm. want to be, so I'm just going to go over here in the corner because society hasn't allowed me just to play video games and be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Like we've demonized all the things that, that aren't mainstream standard, you know, and, and kind of just, you know, created this outcast group that has a beautiful ability to offer whatever they have to offer, but because they're maybe a little more introverted or recluse or mm -hmm. maybe have something on a spectrum of some sort that we want to say, um, they're a little different, you know, but there's still like, there's still so much beauty in everybody's offering to humanity. Mm -hmm. We just got to figure out the way those pieces fit. And just because my jigsaw puzzle has these pieces that fit this way for a long time doesn't mean they can't find a way to have that other piece fit in here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 There's beauty in it and it's needed. Yeah. You know, what, what each person brings, it's needed. Yes. Most definitely. Because mm -hmm. you can, you can be Susan better than I can be. Yeah, you know, not, I don't want to put my Susan hat on. Yeah, you know, you're doing you're doing a great job over there. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so uh, coming about to the, the end of our, our time here, um, what uh, what kind of like just final thoughts, final opportunities, offerings you want to talk about just before we uh, before we part? Sure. Um, let's see. Well, everything 
can I talk about things that yeah, are yeah. time limited? No, right. please go ahead. Okay. Uh, so I have, I have a monthly constellation group okay. um, where people can come. I kind of alternate between online and in person locally here in the Seattle area. And um, you can come and have an experience of a doing constellation work and looking at that generational healing. Mm -hmm. And then um, I have the Your Intuitive Body class up online now. You can take it anytime you like. Yep. Uh, it's a hybrid class, so there's also a live Q&A mm. practice session. Because, uh, again, I think intuition is something we really need to practice and we, we need do. to get some feedback and, you know, we have questions. Yep. And I think only online you know, in the closet by yourself, learning is pretty limited. So, um, your intuitive body and then, uh, and then ways of the soul. Yeah. Coming up, um, later this spring, uh, it's on the website, true-radiance.com. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm so excited to hear more about how this program unpacks for you, uh, about the success you're going to have with it. And, uh, you know, always just thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being, uh, uh, willing to talk about your your work and uh, thanks for letting us be a platform for you. you know, I love uh, love working with local people and just you have such a beautiful gift and a beautiful trajectory that you're working towards. And you know anything I can do to help support that, I'm, I'm here for you. Thanks so much, Adam. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Okay. Thank you so much for spending time with Susan and I. Please check out the show notes for ways to get in touch with Susan to look at her new program that she's launching or to see any of the other offerings that Susan offers. Obeisance and love. We'll see you all next time.